Bandwidth for this episode of Priority One is brought to you by Geek Nation Tours. Visit geeknationtours.com to book your next shore leave. Captains, welcome to episode 94 of Priority One, recorded on Thursday, August 30th, 2012, and hosted on PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Elijah. I'm Adrian. And I'm James. So what do we have in... St- oh, James, wait, before I ask about the show. James, how was your week? My week? My <laughs> week was... Uh, my week. Well... You know how it goes. It, it, I just I have to say something about the world really quick, and and it's just that I think people are getting less and less considerate. Um, and and to, to give an example, there's this guy, and I don't know. You may have seen it on the news. You maybe you haven't, but there's this guy who was in our town, and apparently he was running around dressed up like some kind of uh, retarded superhero or something. And he's running up to people and he's asking them, you know, uh, hey, will you help me fight crime and all this kind of stuff. And anyway, he ends up weirding out people and they call the cops and the cops show up and the guy takes off. And, you know, I mean, thank God I got away because I have good cardio. But, um, you know, it's just it's getting harder and harder to try and have Halloween in the middle of August. And, and that's because people are inconsiderate. You know, they don't they don't care about my feelings and the fact that I want to have it early, you know, but they just keep going on without considering other people's feelings. Another good example, perfect example, is I'm sitting on my couch and I've got my feet up, you know, I got the shoes off, I'm watching a uh, pay-per-view and, uh, you know, and it's, things are going well and in walks my neighbor, you know, just shouting and screaming, what are you doing in my house? Why are you watching my TV? I'm calling the cops and I'm like, oh, well that makes you a bad neighbor, so we're even, you know, and it's just, he's inconsiderate. You know, I work hard and I can't afford to watch that in my house. Why is he being like that? You know, he should have cracked a beer and sat down. That's all I'm trying to say. It's just people need to be more considerate. Thank you. I, I, um, uh, you're right. You're right. And I, why don't you go ahead and just tell us about this week's show? Fine. I know it was a little random and jokey, but it's seriously, people need to be more considerate. So in this episode, the blank of the week, we fly our own starship with Artemis. We find out what'll happen this week in Trek. In Stowe News, we cover Season 6, Devlog 25, the Starfleet Racing Jumpsuit, New Cryptic Art, Spotlight on the Foundry, and other news and updates. And we have a wonderful Fleet Admiral interview for you as well. But before we get on with the show... Let's talk a little business, Adrian. Awesome. Wait, I do, I do have a question. See, si. do, do the tights chafe? <laughs> no. Okay. Wrong suit. It was an armor. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you know what? How inconsiderate of me. I went and rambled on about how people are inconsiderate, and I was inconsiderate myself. How was your week, Elijah? I know you're planning for a, a pretty interesting event right now. I am planning for a very interesting event. I'm getting married on the 22nd. So uh, this is, we're on the home stretch. 
you know, the last minute planning. Um, Emily has been uh, working very hard and tirelessly in, in planning, and I've done my best to be the patient and uh, and helpful uh, and and not patient, but the helpful and the uh, caring fiance and help as best as I can. Um, and she's been patient. She's the one who has actually been patient. So you know, we're on the home stretch, and um, I'm looking forward to it, guys. I, I'm planning on live streaming it. I, I will say that because I have family in Spain. I think I've said this already. I've got family in Spain. My plan is to live stream it. So everyone's invited. All, all Trekkie, all my Trekkie friends can watch. Awesome. I wish I could be there. It was really nice that you sent us the invite. I wish we could be there. But unfortunately, going all the way back east is a little bit far for us right now. Adrienne, how was your week? Oh, my. Hmm. Well, um, lots of tinkering with audio stuff, uh, learning some new tricks with the software. Um, aside from that, most of what I've been doing is taking care of my poor boyfriend who is ill. So that, uh, that's kind of like a full-time job right now, and uh, we're hoping he gets better pretty soon. But uh, I know it's not super interesting, but that's what's been going on. Hydrate. Lots of water. Always, always, always. Whenever I'm sick, tons and tons of water. Flushes it out of you quicker. Yeah. Lots of water. Elijah, have you been working out for the wedding? You trying to like fit in the suit or do any of that kind of stuff look good for the wedding? I'm just not eating. I'm <laughs> just not eating. <laughs> you should work out, you know. <laughs> cardio, it's important, just in case, you know. I'm just saying, cardio, you know. Plus, you should really work on, you know, important things like um, ankles. <laughs> You're going to be standing all day, you know, so ankles, toes, those things are important. So getting back to where we were before our weeks went on, and thanks for listening, listeners, about our weeks, because we care, and we know you do too. <laughs> but uh, business, Adrienne, what kind of business we got this week? Oh, I'm glad you asked. We would like to give a shout out and a welcome to our new KDF columnist, Sargon the Great. Sargon will be writing a bi-weekly column focused on all things KDF. Look for it next week in our new blog section. If you have thoughts, comments, or ideas for Sargon, send them to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Kapla! Also make sure to check out Ceridium's wonderful articles, The Spirit of Trek, just full of Trek goodness. You can find all articles on our website in content menu tab at the top. Oh, my KDF comrades. Kapla! To each and every one. Normally, normally I would jump into Sub Commander Tave about now and take you down a couple notches, but I have to agree, we're really trying to beef up our KDF side here right now, and uh, even our KDF fleet, which is KSOG instead of SSOG, it's KSOG, Klingon Special Operations Group, which um, I think currently sits somewhere around 150 members maybe, um, but we really want to grow it. We want to get a lot more members. We have a Tier 2 Starbase, I believe, at this point, that or it's about to turn Tier 2, so it's a little bit uh, more behind our, our Fed fleet, which is far more advanced, but um, we really do want to grow it. So if you're looking for a good Klingon fleet, we have a, a lot of really good players in there, and uh, and we're trying to get some more. So uh, if you if you got a KDF tune and you're looking for a, a, a fun family to join on and, and go out and put the hurt down on the feds, come check out KSOG. It's rocking. Speaking of PriorityOnePodcast.com, we're currently working on updating the site to help make the end user experience easier. So if you see funny things happen during your visit, don't be alarmed. It's just me breaking things. Also, keep an ear out for our next episode of Trek It Out featuring an interview with the original series production legend, Doug Grindstaff. A.K.A. Grandpa. Adrian's Grandpa. Grandpa. G- the G-Paw. That's a little more hip. The G-Paw. Word. Yeah, that's so Word. gangster. <laughs> 
the G-Paw. And it even goes because he's, you know, grind stuff. G-Paw. It's awesome. <laughs> also, we're expanding. That's right. We are adding more and more and more features to the site, like the aforementioned guest blog, and we need some help. So if you have ever wanted to be part of a podcast team, we're the best one ever. Oh, my God. No, I'm just joking, but we're pretty cool. Um, so send us your info. If you got some talents, we'll see if we can put them to work. We'd love to have you. We're also looking for an assistant audio engineer as well. So if you know anybody who wants to dabble with a bit of sound editing, hopefully they've got some experience, um, please send them our way. Uh, we're expanding greatly in all directions like a big balloon. And uh, we've got some really cool shows coming up and projects and as well as our, our regular show. And we've got Truck It Out. And uh, this person would be uh, responsible for audio projects uh, under my direction, and uh, we'd have a blast doing it. I promise you. Um, it's also an ex- it's also an opportunity if you'd like to uh, do some composition or um, yeah, sound effects, other things like that. So uh, keep it in mind if you can do that stuff yourself and you want to shoot your talent our way or send someone else our way if you know somebody who'd be good for it. So please send your contact information and experience to incoming at priorityonepodcast dot com. You don't want to work for her. You don't want to work for her. She's a tyrant. <laughs> she crazy. She loco. Oh, bow down to me. <laughs> we are also putting the call out to game, sci-fi, fantasy, and entertainment bloggers. We're in the need of weekly, possibly daily contributions to the site to keep people coming every day. We're also looking to bring on board a managing editor who will be responsible for managing and publishing and editing the blog submissions on our site as well as some of the written content for our shows. So if you want to dabble and express your written thoughts, then be sure to send your application to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. It's not really an application. It's more of an interest. And as Adrian said, we are expanding. Well, we're not expanding. The show's expanding. Well, I don't know. My waistline might be expanding a little bit. My, my wife cooks pretty good. So, uh, but the show is expanding. And uh, you know, we need all you people to come on board. But you got to remember, all these positions are volunteer at the moment. None of us here at Priority One take home a single dime for our work. Everything goes back into the show. Every dime we bring in goes back to the show. And we have brought some money in. And we're actually pretty proud of ourselves. We are starting to bring some real money in and it's pretty cool but to help currently things to help uh fund the show exactly but currently it it all still goes back into the show all of it it goes into business cards and um you know flyers and costs for getting us to these conventions and all kinds of other stuff better audio equipment eventually you guys have been begging us and begging us and begging us for video eventually it's going to buy that video equipment so you guys can see us um we do offer a well-known outlet for your work, though, and the you know, and the opportunity to gain experience and uh, and you know, and and join a good team and just have some fun. So come on board if you're interested. Send us your contact info to the aforementioned incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com, and uh, let's let's try and make ourselves better. Let's let's make ourselves bigger, and and we're gonna do it with your help. So together we can rule the universe. <laughs> And last but not least, we would like to welcome our new sponsor, Sayulita.com Resort and Real Estate Company. Check them out at www.sayulita.com. S-A-Y-U-L-I-T-A. All right. Let's set a course for this episode's blank of the week. Oh, wait. Wait. Don't set course yet. We have a huge announcement to make. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Brace yourourselves. Okay. Red alert. <laughs> I, mean, I was getting ready to do it, man. I was, he like, was. I, I was like, I was waiting for her to say, "Shields up," and I'm she, like, "Come yeah. on, 
James, it was totally, I was totally sensing that. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. You said it. You said red alert, and that's like it's like Riker saying red alert. Everyone knows their places, you know. Go <laughs> <laughs> effective next week, episode ninety-five. Priority One podcast will be streaming live from TrekRadio.net every Thursday night at eight p.m. Eastern, five p.m. Pacific. We've teamed up with the folks at Trek Radio to help reach new communities and help grow the show's listening base. So keep an eye on trekradio.net and priorityonepodcast.com for the details on how you can still join us every week as we record the show. So our live group won't get cut off, right? Just for those listening, they'll still be able to talk to us live and we'll still be able to see it and talk. Most to them. certainly will. Most certainly yep, yep. will. IRC chat. You can jump on in there and we will chat as we always have. So there you go, boys and girls. You won't lose contact with us, so don't worry. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, if and if well, when we do uh, the video, we will come back to live stream for that, unless well, there's some other type of awesome software that comes out at that point. But yeah. All right, set a course, James. Course laid in, engaging for a blank of the week. On screen. On screen. On screen. What place is I don't know. It's the blank of the week. All right, let's be honest with one another. I don't have a problem with that. If you were given the opportunity to play real-life bridge command with your friends in the same room on a huge HD projection with your computer set up like the bridge of a starship, you know you'd geekasm. You know it. You know you'd geekasm. It's okay, because I admit it. I would too, okay? Because it happened to me when I saw Rev3 Games' latest video coverage of Artemis. This comes straight from the Artemis website. Artemis is a multiplayer multi-computer networked game for Windows computers that simulates a spaceship bridge by networking several computers together. One computer runs the simulation and the main screen, while the others serve as workstations for the normal jobs a bridge officer might do, like helm, communication, engineering, and weapons control. The captain, however, doesn't have a station. He does exactly what a captain does, sits and gives orders. I really recommend you check out this Rev3 Games video because it's, it's not only hilarious, but it really demonstrates how detailed the game experience can be. Honestly, th- this game is so epic that I wish they would have had a demonstration of it at Star Trek Las Vegas. Heck, I might try to team up with some East Coasters to get this game up and running somewhere. Okay, talk about the ultimate LAN party. <laughs> be sure to check out the video for yourself. Links, of course, will be in the show notes. And... If you've got a team of Trek-minded gamers, I encourage you to try to set this up. If you do, please videotape it or tape. Who tapes things anymore? Video record it, your experience, uh, and we'll upload it to our YouTube channel for everyone to envy. Have something you think the Stowe community would enjoy knowing about? Submit your suggestions for a blank of the week to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Your submission could be the one we pick to highlight on next week's show. Why don't we check out what happened this week in Trek? And this week in Trek, in 1965, the background voice tracks are recorded for the original series of Where No Man Has Gone Before. Dun, dun, dun. Big news, I know. In 1987, the main title for Star Trek The Next Generation is recorded at Paramount Stage M. So that's where we got our theme for Next Generation. It's kind of kind of important, you know. It's pretty much like the theme of Star Trek nowadays. Like everyone hears that and knows it's Star Trek. So it's, that's important. And in 2008, this is kind of a sad one. The Las Vegas attraction, Star Trek The Experience, 
closed its doors this week. Mm. Sad face, no more quarks. But you can still get your Romulan ale at the I Rio. Heard, you I can. heard they might bring it back, though. I heard, I heard that they're... they've been saying that for years. They've been saying that since the doors closed. But I recently oh, got heard bought it. by this other place downtown, and it was no, it's over here. And these other guys are doing private. I've heard a thousand rumors on that until I see and they're build, the doors building are open. an Enterprise Hotel. Yeah, it, it actually is. that was true. That they actually yeah. had plans to build it, but it never got approved. I can actually show you the article where they had the dark, the sketches of, of the hotel. It was going to be a full Enterprise A on the Strip, oh it, like God. full size. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, but they got to do that. Paramount shut it down. The hotel uh. people were ready to build it. Paramount shut it down because they thought that if it didn't go well, that it would be a huge sign sitting on the Strip for years to come that, you know, look, there's an old, dusty, dirty Star Trek hotel in the shape of the Starship Enterprise making Paramount look bad. So that Paramount was the one that shot it down. I think it would have been awesome. You were going to actually be able to stay in the ship. Like, the rooms in the ship were going to be the oh hotel room. God. Right? Oh. I know. Like, I don't... That thing never would have gone... Dude, everyone would have been on... I think they were fools for not making that, but whatever. I don't know. Paramount didn't see it that way, and I don't know. Paramount's weird. I don't know. I think it would have been cool for a little while, and then it would have died. I mean, let's face it, though. Even even the Trek franchise itself has experienced that, where there's a, a a spike and then things trail down a little bit. There was a there was a bit of a lull until the JJ movies. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, you know. But think about that. I mean, that's even more. You know, what I mean, they could have had that on the strip, Enterprise A, and so then it's getting a little old, it's getting a lot of shape or whatever. But then, boom, JJ movies hit. They do some remodeling to the hotel. They upgrade the, the outside of the hotel to make it look like the new JJ Abrams Enterprise. You know what I mean? Then it's got a fresh look. It's going on with what's happening now. You know, they, there's just all kinds of cool stuff they could have done. It's really sad. Yeah, CBS killed it. Financing problems, all that stuff. They they totally killed on the thing. There's there's a there's an article out there. You can Google it and find it and see the pictures and all that stuff. But I, I think what could still do really well though is if they have uh, some type of sci-fi themed hotel, because then you can always have events within it that feature any type of uh, you know big sci-fi name. Uh, I always wanted whenever, to build a hotel you know? um, that that every floor was a different sci-fi theme like us there was a whole floor of star trek rooms there's a whole floor of like firefly rooms or whatever yeah. like whatever major yeah. like you know sci-fi things like yeah star wars Wolf firefly farscape oh, yeah, the battlestar galactica floor would be very depressing <laughs> you know whatever but that's what i'm saying it's just you know like floors of, of the different ones or if you really want to do all star trek i'd build a building that looks like starfleet academy from the outside and just make the whole interior like look like a modern Starfleet interior and all the rooms, everything, it'd be awesome. I don't know. I think I think it would stay in business. I think there's enough Star Trek fans, that place would constantly be booked and it would stay in business forever. I I just I'm convinced of that. I'm I'm just saying though, like if they really think it's that big of a risk to build a Star Trek themed hotel, then just build a sci fi themed hotel that you can always design like you said, you know, each of the floors into something that's unique and, and reflective to uh favorite sci fi things. And then it would still be a big draw for um, you know, conventions, uh sci fi yeah, and fantasy yeah. conventions to come you to. You give it a huge convention hall down below, you can have, you know, all your your cons there. So, yeah, I mean it would be the ultimate experience for sci fi geeks. Yeah, you, you know, could like, pay a little bit of extra and get the captain's floor, you know, and it right. yeah. yeah well, well actually the like cap I, oh my god. Like suite, yeah. You know? The captain's floor would be all the bridges of all the different like awesome sci fi space type movies. Yeah. You, you can, I would actually make I would actually make the, the, the bridge sets. I would make all the different bridge sets you in could do separate the bridge rooms sets that you could, that you 
Well, I wouldn't you, make you the rich suites, head something like you party stay on. that look like that. Yeah, I would make them more like conference rooms or like suites or something that could be rented yeah, or where yeah. you go and take pictures. I wouldn't make it like where you stay. I would make bedrooms that like where you stay. But like I would seriously like the whole interior of the room would have like the slant of the inside of like the saucer with like the big glossy windows. <laughs> and I would just like yeah, I mean it would it would be the full it would look like the inside of Starship rooms. Like it would it would totally be awesome. So Yeah. They, I think they sh- they should reconsider and, and do something at least like that. That'd be rad. Yeah, Terry's got a good idea. We have a local hotel here. It's real famous in San Luis called the Madonna Inn, and that's what they do. They don't do sci-fi, but every they're they're famous because every one of their rooms is a different theme. So they have like the Western room, the Roman room, the gangster room, the you know what the jungle room, whatever. All these different rooms, right? Right. And so that would be cool. We should like petition Madonna Inn and be like, you need a Star Trek room. <laughs> All right, let's get on with the show. So that wraps up this week in Trek. Let's move into some Stone News. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. Well, it's been a fairly light week in Stone News, but there are a couple of highlights. Season 6 dev blog number 25. Jeremy Matson, lead artist for Star Trek Online, delivers... Uh, DevBlog25. In it, he describes the canon origins of the Starfleet racing jumpsuit, which is now available on the Sea Store for 550 Zen. Jeremy writes, This racing jumpsuit is a Stowe team favorite. Its crisp, clean lines produce a nice shape on characters, and the high-contrast color scheme, white shoulder bar, black and gray paneling, and burgundy trim, give it a really dynamic feel. It was first seen in an episode of Voyager called Drive, Season 7, Episode 3. In the episode, Tom and Harry enter the Delta Flyer 2 into the first running of the Antarian Transstellar Rally. Tom thinks it'll be a great way to put his new hot rod through its paces, while Captain Janeway sees it as an opportunity to be all Starfleety. If you're the kind of captain that likes ripping around the galaxy in your 25th century hot rod, then this is the suit for you and your crew. They will be available for purchase in the Sea Store starting this Thursday, or sorry, Zen Store, uh, August 30th, around 10 a.m. PDT. So uh, check it out. They're pretty snazzy looking. I've heard some uh, some good comments. It'll probably be another year before the Klingons get their own racing suits. Grumble, grumble, grumble. <sighs> they don't, I don't race. They hate. Imagining a Klingon in a racing suit? Hmm, I could see that. It would be very, very epic. <laughs> Their ships would be all slow that. because it'd be so armored up. <laughs> They'd have all these guns. They'd only be able to go like half the speed Listen, of Listen, you else. puny human, you have no idea. They'd be indestructible. I'm just saying they'd lose the race. <laughs> uh, so we also have some all-new wallpapers that came out uh, over the last few weeks. Cryptic Team has produced some new wallpapers. I think there's about eight of them now, uh, representing every faction and career. Um, unless I'm mistaken, it looks like Federation Engineer wallpaper features a familiar face. I believe that's Lieutenant Commander Thomas Marone, a.k.a. Thomas the Kitty Cat. Happy birthday, by the way, sir. That's right. I know it's your birthday. Although, he is featured on the wallpaper sporting Captain's Pips. Did he get yet another promotion? Happy Mm. birthday, Mr. Cryptic Cat. (laughs) Uh, These these wallpapers are really nice. I mean, uh, you know, be sure to upload them to to a desktop near you. Um, It's it's all in-game character avatars, so it's not anything that's been spruced up. It's uh, pretty straightforward of what you'll find in the game. So, And we got Spotlight on the Foundry. This week features our very own SSOG Fleet Admiral Craig, Duke of Rocks, Spawn of Medusa. 
the faction is Federation. Any level can play. And the mission summary is you've been ordered to the Pycanus sector immediately to rendezvous with Admiral Fedrickson on the USS Crazy Horse in the C-Day system. A Klingon acquaintance of yours has requested Federation assistance in a serious matter that could affect the Quadrant. This is the first mission in a five-story arc. To play this Foundry mission, log in with your Federation character, open your mission journal, J, choose the Available tab from the top, and then click on the Community Authored tab to the left. Once in this menu, click the arrow at the top to bring down the search function and search for Duke of Rock. Once the mission Spawn a Medusa by Duke of Rock appears, click on it and press the Hail button on the bottom right of the mission journal to accept the mission. For more information about the Foundry, including how to play community-authored Foundry missions and resources on how to create your own mission, check out this guest blog. The link will be in the show notes. Well, congratulations, Craig. A great mission and a great man. Go check it out, folks. You won't be disappointed. Terry Lynn over at Massively.com posted a new captain's log this week detailing the resurrection of the Foundry, as well as Cryptic Kestrel, a.k.a. Christine Thompson's, fiction featured in issue number 41 of Star Trek magazine. The fiction in question is a fleshing out of the new bridge crew of the Enterprise F. The story is similar to that that you experienced when you actually attained the Odyssey-class ship. It's fantastic to see Stowe fiction being accepted as canon, at least as arguable canon. To quote from Terry's article, when asked by a fan at the recent Star Trek convention in Las Vegas about potential plans for a new television series, CBS VP of Consumer Products John Van Sitters told audience members that their best bet for new Star Trek stories in the near future is Star Trek Online. He reiterated that, like the official novels, the game is a great source for an evolving Star Trek story in the Prime Universe. This is something we've touched on in the past, that Stowe is really our one and only hope currently for CBS-approved Trek in the Prime Universe. So, Trek is, Trek is true. Trek is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and moving on from that, we have a little bit of news here. Wait, 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 wait. Is- moving on from that, hold on a second. Did he just really say that it's, it, it might be a while before we actually get a, a, another television series in the Prime Universe? Hmm. So is that suggesting we are getting one? Uh, I don't know. Sad Panda. Sad Panda. Because if, uh, you know, not to say, uh, not anything against Stowe, but I would like to see another, uh, another television series for the Prime Universe. Well, you know, I heard an interesting bit while we were in Vegas. And, and I thought it was, it was something I'd never really heard or even considered before. Um, but I found it to be very, very interesting, actually, as to why we haven't had a new Star Trek show and why they might be waiting um, a little bit to give us one. And that was because uh, this person's theory, and I don't want to rat out who they are, but I consider them a pretty credible source, actually, considering where I was and, and who I was talking to, uh, is that William Shatner apparently owns a, a, a percentage of, of Star Trek and, and gets has so much say in certain things on it and stuff like that. Um, and this person's theory was is that CBS is actually waiting for him to pass away. So that uh, he won't have any cut or say or uh, profitability out of their next series. I don't so. know about that. I think, like Terry points out in the, in the live stream, I think a lot of it has to do with JJ. Uh, you know, they have a tight hold on it uh, because of the new movies that they really don't want anything to to uh, to pull away from the audience that would go see the new JJ movie. Bad, you know, Bad Robot. Um, uh, we can always speculate, but. 
the sad the sad part the sad truth is that we probably won't see another television series for a while. Well, and the, the person that would that had brought this up to me, I'm, I'm sure they were talking about this being the case since long before the JJ stuff started. Um, that this is probably an ongoing thing. And now that the JJ thing is around, I'm sure that that's very true, that they have a tight rein on it and they don't want to pull from it. I'm sure that all those things are true. I think they meant overall, basically since Enterprise ended, they didn't kick off anything new for a while because A, they didn't know what to do, and B, possibly because of this other reason. I don't know. Maybe just be a bunch of BS. But the person I talked to, they're pretty credible. That's all I'm yeah, going to say. They're pretty you know, credible. Terry, Terry also has a good point, too. <laughs> Terry, why don't you just come on? Uh, that... Uh, if that was the case, if he did have some sort of control over the uh, the Trek franchise, then he would have had say over, let's say, Bad Robots production of, of Star Trek, and he would have been in the movie because he made, he threw a fit when when he wasn't invited, but but uh, Leonard Nimoy was. Well, I don't think he own, I don't think he has any control so much to speak over it. Um, I think it's more of a he just owns a controlling amount of Star Trek or something like that. Like, he has a percentage of whatever is going on. I don't think that he really has any say in what they do or don't do as far as that goes. He just seems so... There is an ego to him that I would think that if he did have that kind of leverage, he would have his his hand in everything. And from what we've seen, he doesn't. Like, they keep him far away from... Not far away, but they, 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 they keep... They make him keep his distance. Like I said, this person, and I'm not gonna rat him out, but... That person is is pretty credible in my book because of their connections to that uh, that business. So, I mean, it, it sounded like it could be reliable info. It could be totally BS. I don't know, but it was an interesting theory, and I just thought I would share it. What so, else have you got to share in Stone News? Well, um, we do have this little bit of news. It's not really Stone News, but it is newsworthy. Uh, as you may recall, last week we featured the Enterprise uh, Bridge Restoration for the Enterprise D. That um, we had it in our blank of the week, I think, or something like that. Um, they've made some more progress. Is the big thing. Their Indiegogo site is up and running, taking donations, and they're selling swag, which is cool. And I love me some swag. As of this recording, they've raised eight hundred eighty-eight dollars. Uh, their goal is two hundred forty thousand dollars. So you can see they've got a way to go. We need to really help them out. Um, it's time to get over there and donate, people. Buy a T-shirt, something. Um, I know times are tight, but if you're a Trek fan, there can be no nobler work than to be part of preserving this memorial for generations of Trekkers to come. This is a clear-cut case of if we don't do it, no one will. So head on over, do your part, captains. They also have a new website, uh, www.newstarship. Dot com, uh, which has some awesome features. My personal favorite is the pictures gallery because, of course, I like to see what's going on, how far they've gotten, and, and what kind of quality of work they're doing because we want them to do a good job. Uh, there are photos of the actual uh, Enterprise D bridge blueprints as well, which is kind of like, ooh la la. Everybody wants a set of those. So, anyway, that's all I've got. Adrienne, what have you got? I don't have anything. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's, that wraps up Stone News, so let's move into our interview with CEO Superman of Nemesis, Inc. How many people does it take, Admiral? Please notify Starfleet Headquarters. Reporting for duty. Admiral! This episode, we have the pleasure of having Superman, CEO of Nemesis Incorporated, a very large fleet that has a significant presence in a number of games, not just Star Trek Online, but EVE Online and Star Wars The Old Republic. Superman, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. 
So why don't we go ahead and, and get down to the nitty-gritty. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Why don't you tell us about yourself, the fleet, uh, its members? Uh, me, personally, uh, I have been with uh, Star Trek Online since about a week after launch. Uh, so I've been with the game for a little over two years. I've been with uh, Nemesis Inc. itself for only about six months. Before that, I ran about a year and a half with a, another fleet called uh, the Crimson Brigade. And um, since day one, that fleet was just slowly dying off and that. So I eventually left the fleet, came on board Nemesis Inc., and they looked at my leadership skills from uh, when that, because I was a, a second-in-command of that old fleet as well. And uh, they said, uh, basically, the, the, the president of that fleet says, I got, uh, did a godfather on me and said, I got an offer you can't refuse. Very nice. Very nice. Now, uh, tell me a little bit about the, the history. Tell me more about the history of, of Nemesis. Uh, Nemesis Inc. started out in Star Trek Online, and we later branched off to the uh, different games. As you mentioned, EVE Online was the next one. And um, Star Wars The Old Republic is our baby right now. It's the newest one. Uh, we are constantly looking into branching out into other games. Uh, the upcoming MMOs, uh, I'm keeping an eye out. I'm looking at them. Whenever the president says... Uh, uh, can you check out this game for me? And I will look into it. And um, one game, um, and I will, I, I, I will kind of look into it, keep an eye on it. If it's already out, I will play it for about a week, and then I will give him my recommendation. Uh, yeah, I think we should branch out into this game. Uh, the one game he is really uh, avid about, waiting for the release of, is the new. Um, forgive me, I forget for a second. Uh, Elder Scroll, okay. MMO. Now, uh, what about Secret World? Have you guys thought about Secret World? Uh, we looked Nem into Nemesis Secret Incorporated. World. It seems it seems almost fitting. Yes, it does. And I, and I looked into uh, Secret World, and I was uh, uh, watching some of the previews. And it's a very interesting game. Uh, I would love to see Secret World in it. Uh, Nemesis in Secret World. Um, just trying to get more people in. We, there, there's a few other loopholes that we need to go through uh, to get us in there. Obviously, it's a subscription-based uh, game, so that's right. one thing. So. You you have an interesting name, right? Nemesis Incorporated, and it's not a fleet admiral. It's not a lieutenant commander. You guys are CEO and president. Can you tell us a little bit about the structure of Nemesis Incorporated? Well, unlike a lot of fleets, we run it more like a business than we do as a military concept. So we don't have a fleet admiral. We don't have a captain. We don't have a commander. We have a president who is the higher-up, the guy who runs everything. We have a CEO. We have a uh, vice president of operations. Uh, we have a manager, and uh, we have a director. Now, the director... Uh, specifically manages the specific game. We have a director of Star Trek Online, we have a director of EVE Online, and we have a director of Star Trek The Old Republic, or Star Wars The Old Republic. And uh, yeah. they, they report up to the uh, VP of Operations, who in turn report up to me, and I report to the president. Now, what was the decision behind organizing it uh, as a corporation and not as a naval fleet? Um, that's more of, uh, of the president's alley as to why he did it like that. He, uh, the one thing is, is that we have a policy and he just wanted it to be more like a corporation where it's like, um, there was no real, uh, I'm trying to think of the correct way of saying this. Uh, he just, he, he wanted it, the, the whole corporation feeling he want, uh, 
first off, Nemesis Inc. is actually a right-protected name up in Canada from our president. So um, Nemesis Inc., no one can use it without being a copyright infringement uh, up in Canada, at least. Oh, wow. And, uh, mm-hmm. So um, Nemesis Inc. is actually a division of Nemesis Global Alliance. That's our parent company. Nemesis Inc. right now is only in games. And uh, Nemesis Inc. is present in three, uh, right now, space-based MMOs. Uh, as you mentioned, EVE Online, Star Trek Online, and uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. Nemesis Inc. is just one division. We're working on other divisions to branch out into other things. Uh, one idea that our president has is um, apparel, getting Nemesis Inc. online, or getting get, get Nemesis Global Alliance uh, printed on T-shirts and stuff like that. So that's an idea, branching off somewhere in that direction. Uh, we're, we're looking into all sorts of ways. But uh, right now, we're only in the gaming community. We're only in the uh, MMOs right now. And then, like I said, Further down the road, we're looking into branching into other areas. Now, do you have a prime directive, so to speak? Is your fleet more RP? Is it laid back? Is it uh, heavy on PvP? Our prime directive is our policy, which is uh, on our website, nemesis-inc.net. And uh, right now, our our, uh, website is, uh, our policy is down because it's getting rewritten. That's the beauty of our policy is that it's ever-changing. And uh, that's our prime directive. We try to stick uh, to our guns what's written down in our policy as, uh, as close to possible. Uh, as for us ourselves, we are uh, pretty much laid back of a fleet. Uh, we try to welcome everybody. We, we have not so much of an age um, restriction, but more of a maturity restriction as to people who could, uh, that we look for to come into our fleet in that um, and I say maturity restriction, not age, because uh, you could probably speak um, from experience that you probably dealt with uh, uh, 45-year-olds who just acted like children and uh, 13-year-olds who are just like brilliant beyond belief. So that's why we say we have more of a maturity restriction than an age restriction. And uh, like I said, we open our doors to pretty much anybody. Um, you know, we, it doesn't matter where you're from. Uh, uh, we do have uh, a person from uh, Britain in our fleet. We do have a person from Germany in our fleet. And, you know, we just welcome everybody. Get along. Uh, our slogan for... Yeah, our slogan for uh, Nemesis Inc. is United We Play. And that that's the one thing, is that we want to be united and play. Plain and simple. So is that the a good summation of what your policy is, or...? Uh, Pretty much, yeah. And our policy, uh, our president took like three days to write out our policy. So it's very detailed. I mean, we have probably a two-page section on sexual harassment alone. Uh, So, yeah, pretty much. Okay. And uh, now now let's talk about the fleet members. How do you you maintain fleet morale in the fleet? Um, or the, well, or the, or I keep saying a fleet, but it's actually an organization or a corporation. So, yeah, we, we well, in, in Star Trek Online, we refer to ourselves as a fleet, you know, okay. uh, and Eve Online, it's a corporation. In uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, it's a uh, guild. So, um, you know, in Star Trek Online, yeah, we're, we're a fleet. And uh, as for how do we keep up morale in that, well, uh, it's just basically. First off, the season six with the fleet star bases, that's got everybody excited. And it's like, um, we are already got our tier two uh, skin look. 
Uh, we already got, we're working on our tier three shipyard, or we're going to be working on our tier three shipyard here pretty soon. Um, and that's got everybody excited. Um, we like to throw out every now and then, you know, challenges, contests, lotteries, what have you, to, you know, keep everybody's interest who, who are kind of getting to the point where they are kind of zoning out, they don't want to play anymore. And we'll, we'll throw something like, uh, we'll give you 5 million energy credits if you get the lucky number of 10 or something like that. Uh, right now we're bouncing an idea in-house about throwing out a contest to name our fleet Starbase, both on our Fed and our KDF side, uh, because, uh, you know, just just coming up with a creative name, I want to open it up to everybody and just say, like, okay, whoever could come up with the best name, I'll give you a prize. So that's one way we do to uh, keep up morale on that. Okay, awesome. Now, uh, what about the, what kind of members uh, do you have in game? Like, what are, what about their like real life? Are they are they military? Are they from all walks of life? They are literally all walks of life. Uh, we do have uh, a few people who are in the military. Uh, one person, I believe, is on leave right now because he got uh, shipped out. Um, like I said, our president is. Uh, from Canada, he was at one point in time a professional DJ. Uh, I am. Um, I live in uh, Northern Illinois. Um, I work a uh, blue collar job. Uh, I know that a few other members uh, don't work at all. Um, we have people out in Germany. There was one person who was a uh, uh, medieval. Uh, Recreationists, I guess, uh, who put put on those big plays out in the fields uh, with the medieval times and that. That's what he did, and it's you know anybody. Very cool. Now you touched on uh, on the fleet website. Uh, you said it's currently kind of like, for instance, you have the policy down. What what else do you use the fleet website for? Do you have forums? Do you have uh, yeah, we have forums. We have a news tab. If you're a registered member on our website, you can read the uh, news tab to find out what's going on uh, in Nemesis Inc. as a whole, not just in the game uh, or whatever game you may play. Um, so we got we got forums too, uh, just throwing out ideas that you know, hey, here's what's going on. Here's some of our newest policies, or just little forums just to chit chat. So for whatever, get your mind off of this, get your mind off of that. Uh, we were uh, talking about uh, Black Prophecy not too long ago, and in fact, I just recently read your Twitter post that they're uh, going to bring that game down altogether pretty soon. I, I That might have been either Alex or Elliot that might have posted on, on Still Priority 1. That's not a game I'm from, completely familiar with. But. It's kind of like Eve. Okay, okay. Uh, let's go back a little bit to your leadership style. What's... Um, what can members expect from their from their leaders? From our leaders, we um, we basically leave the running of the fleets, the guilds, the corporation to the individual directors. Uh, like I said before, we have a director strictly for Stowe. We have a director strictly for Eve. We have a director strictly for uh, Star Wars, and they just manage that particular game. And they are in charge of what the next fleet project is. Uh, they could bring in people into a uh, somewhat leadership role to help them recruit if they want. And uh, for the three head honchos, which is myself, the president, and our VP of operations, we pretty much have hands-off controls. We let them run it. If there happens to be something that 
they uh, we take care of all the internal stuff, like writing the policy out, getting the uh, website, keeping the website up and going, keeping it updated, uh, uh, keeping our TeamSpeak server and our backup server uh, up and prime running. That's what we do, and we let the individual leader, fleet leaders, uh, run the game, and we only step in if we necessarily have to. Okay, good, good. That's good to to know. And how does someone become a member of your fleet? Well, they could seek out uh, me. My uh, in-game handle is at Superman07231. If you find anybody flying around with the Nemesis Inc. tag on their uh, player, on their ship, you can ask them. Uh, We do do ask that uh, uh, if you are wanting to become a fleet member, just... uh, you know, visit our website, nemesis-inc.net. Uh, that's our website. Take a look at it. You're going to be kind of restricted as to what you can and can't see on that website. Uh, that's mainly for security on the eve end of the game because we've uh, there are a lot of, if you're not familiar with that game, you can get somebody who can just really ruin your day if you expose a little too much information. Just seek us out ask us to join uh we like i said our doors are open we welcome pretty much anybody uh we might ask you for a couple questions uh major credit card numbers stuff like that no i'm just joking on that but um uh, social security social security birth certificate maybe uh so when, when a member does join for the first time do you have any uh hazings or other indoctrinations no, nothing like that. Uh, we pretty much uh, walk them through uh, some of our uh, policies and that stuff that they definitely need to know off the bat. Uh, if they are interested in a, uh, what we call flag position, some of our leadership roles in that, we have a huge, massive database that we have to walk them through. Our database constantly uh, is, is very detailed. Uh, I could pretty much look up any member who's ever come in or out of our fleet and tell him exactly when he joined, when he left, how many different characters he had in our fleet, both on our Fed and our KDF side, if they even had any EVE characters or any Star Wars players, if he was disciplined at all, if he made any uh, contributions towards the fleet. I mean, our database is very detailed. And if anybody who wants to join our flag position, they have to go through that training as well. And uh, we train them. Usually our training takes about three, four hours. So they have to commit some out of game time to get training in that. I mean, we're all about helping out our members. So if they want to join, they don't have to worry about hazing. We don't have to. We're not going to walk around with party poppers and follow them around for two hours and just pop them with uh, triples out of our thing. Uh, come on in and play. That's basically it. Very nice. Very good. So uh, so now's the time for shout outs. You know, any any uh, particular members that you want to uh, to credit? Well, definitely uh, Darian at, uh, at Darian uh, underscore Starhound. He's our VP of operations. He's been uh, helping me out with a lot of things uh, recently. He's definitely uh, Star Trek Online knowledgeable if you have any question about a good build, a STF run. Uh, he is definitely the one guy I want to go to. Uh, at our president at Captain Marr. Uh, without him, obviously, I wouldn't be in the place that I'm at. And just the Nemesis Inc. family all together. I know I'm leaving out quite a few names, but that's uh, it'll take me more than 20 minutes to go through them all. So those guys, definitely. That's my shout-out. Thanks, guys. And uh, thank you as well. 
it was a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for coming on to, to talk to us about Nemesis Incorporated. Captains, be sure to check out Nemesis Incorporated. What's the website again? It's going to be nemesis-inc.net. Nuts. Well, Superman, thank you so much for stopping by and joining us for this episode of Priority One. It was a pleasure having you, and good luck out there in the stars. Thank you. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. Let's open up hailing frequencies and see what's incoming. And welcome to Feedback. Our first piece comes from the Stowe Forums, and it comes from... Let's see here, TRH Ranger XML. So, he says, thanks for the shout out on the suckage of the bartender project. We started it without even thinking about it. We thought we might need a purple bartender, maybe some green or blue, and a bunch of various boosts. But not this insane requirement. That's right, it is an insane requirement. And and thank you for agreeing. Yeah, it's it's painful, isn't it? It's just painful. I wonder if you guys, have you even finished... Because I know it took my fleet of 500 people like a week or two. It's okay, crazy. One yeah, yeah, the amount of, of bottles. It's insane that they asked for. Well, it's 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 only insane because the the supply is not there. You know, because it's, yeah. it they cost so much. I mean, it, it's it's literally millions and millions and millions and millions of energy credits to get all those. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. No, you know, even the biggest richest fleets are going to have issues with that. God forbid a five man fleet. You know what I mean? Uh, I they'll be on that for months. I mean, it's just sad. So it's it's not really cool. I think they really need to, to take a look at that particular mission at least and maybe uh, rebend it a little bit. So that's just my two bits on that. Thank you for agreeing, Ranger, and uh, God bless. So we have another bit of feedback from Facebook coming from NASA's Spitzer Space Telescope. The Spitzer Space Telescope appreciates the shout-out on this week's episode. Woohoo! That's cool. All I got to say is I laughed so hard listening to James do all those voices. I'm in my car, and I almost drove off the road. I know. That's that's uh, our friend from – I don't want to use his name over there, but our friend from uh, JPL said the same. He said, he said thank God traffic was light. I, I almost went off the road when I heard it. So I'm glad they enjoyed it, guys, and uh, thanks for listening. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Coming from Twitter, we would like to give a shout-out to all of our new Twitter followers and retweeters, but there's just too many. To name a few, we've got uh, Solita at Solita63, David McDowell, uh, Brian Stevens, Rogue Enterprises, Charles Pruden, John Price, J. Ross Bullock from Gates of Stovacore, and Anthony and Jessica. So thank you all for the follows. Thanks for all the retweets. Keep up with us on Twitter at STOPriority1. And wrapping up with Sean Newboy, who says, Very amusing episode, guys. Great to see you all made it through Vegas in one piece each. Well, <laughs> let's not exactly. Well, they wouldn't let us make it back with multiple without charging us because, you know, the airport uh, prices are really high. We have to make it through in one piece. Otherwise, we have to pay an extra $50 for each yeah, piece. Yeah, and I don't know. You, especially <laughs> you two kind of came back in pieces. Terry Lynn came back in pieces. Everyone was got sick. I think I was the only one who didn't get sick. I didn't I got get sick. Back. You didn't get, I didn't no, get you the con crud. I didn't get the con crud. Yeah, no, everybody else got it, but I, I, was, I was okay. I got a little bit of like kind of like uh, I think I had some tiny little bug, but I didn't. I didn't really feel like I got something major from the convention, and I usually do. I usually get stuff from conventions bad, and I was fine. I was. Right. I was hitting the. I was hitting the uh, the airborne the whole time. Every day I took an airborne, so I think that really helped. 
I yeah. I got sick the week before. I was like super. I was super sick. Yeah, we were too. We were sick the week before we went, and we got we got better just in time to go. Me and the wife, we were both sick, and then that's why we were taking the airborne. And then we thought, you know, hey, you know what? We're going to Vegas. We're going to be around all those people. We seriously, well seriously, highly taking. recommend keep a little thing of hand sanitizer with you, and uh, yeah. and just hit that whenever you can. Wash your hands often, and uh, because lots of people touch lots of stuff in Vegas, and they have lots of diseases. Um, and then I, I think that got me through it pretty well because. Uh, I was doing that, and usually I forget to do that at conventions. So I think that made a big difference. I just wash my hands obsessively. <laughs> That's why they're always flaking off <laughs> when you shake hands. Because his Android alarms go off. Danger! Danger! Clean hands. <laughs> Germs are present. Danger! I was a Mandroid that weekend. I don't think I don't. Oh man. <laughs> well, let's head into our our closing. You're right. We should. Whatever. James has to eat because he was down in right. yogurt. I know. I'm oh starving. boy! I can't wait. I can't wait till the next time I want to speed through an episode. I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember this. Every week. Everyone remember this. Everyone every remember week. this when that's James. Every, that's every week for you. No, Let us have a chance. Is, that is. This is the first time when you're not yeah. the one speeding through. I, I have to. Exactly. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? Shoes on the other foot. Ha 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 Well, that wraps up episode ninety-four, I believe. Yes, yes. So uh, don't forget, effective next week. That's episode 95. Priority One Podcast will be streaming live from trekradio.net. It's every Thursday night at 8 Eastern and 5 Pacific. As uh, PM. As Elijah noted at the beginning of the show, we've teamed up with the folks at Trek Radio to help reach new communities and help grow the show's listening base. Keep an eye on trekradio.net and priorityonepodcast.com for details on how you can still join us every week. As we record the show. And check us out on Twitter via at StowPriority1 for showtimes and other cool stuff. We've been getting some amazing feedback and we play much better to a live audience. You'll have fun. Woohoo! Keep an eye open for Alex Calderwood's Priority One Comics on their brand new story arc 2, which is coming up here. And they'll be over on our uh, website, PriorityOnePodcast.com, and on Facebook. And, uh, you know, he's really, really kicking up the art this year. His. his yeah. I mean, he's shown us the drafts and stuff, and I mean, he like asked for new profile pictures of our faces and stuff because he's like really like the art's getting fantastic. He's doing a really, really good job. So you guys should be looking forward to uh, Arc Two because it's like the next level of his art right now. He's it's he's doing really good. He's really showcasing his talent with this one. So so keep an eye out. Yeah, it looked beautiful. The the clips and bits he's been showing us. <laughs> We're looking for your suggestions and ideas for Blank of the Week and Field Notes and general show improvements and additions. You can submit your ideas and questions via our online form on the new Priority One website, www.priorityonepodcast.com, via email to incoming at priorityonepodcast.com, Facebook, or Twitter. Now, don't be discouraged if your Blank of the Week doesn't make it to the next show. We might be reviewing it, and it might show up on the next show. We are on Facebook, as we said 800 times. If you've missed it, we're on Facebook. So head on over to Facebook.com slash Priority One Podcast and say hi. Check out our uh, comments and, and pictures from, like I said, the comics and uh, comments from other listeners and uh, talk to the uh, wider Priority One community and uh, have some fun. To have your Foundry mission featured on the show, send in the name of your mission, a brief description, and your at handle to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Or use our online submission form at our new website, PriorityOnePodcast.com. We will personally test out your mission and review it on the air. Guys, as we mentioned earlier, Priority One is a labor of love. We do not bring any sort of uh, 
money into our pockets. Anything that we do get goes right straight back to the show. So to help subsidize those costs, we have added a donate button at the bottom of the page as well as a, an Amazon affiliate program. This show runs on a shoestring budget. With your help, we can make it a bootstrap. So head on over to PriorityOnePodcast.com and click on the donate button. Or if you're going to purchase something on Amazon, go through our links on our show, on our website. Yeah, we get a cut of that. A, a tiny, 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 tiny cut, like cents, like barely what? cents. I ain't, I ain't seen no cut from that. I'm just saying, no, I'm saying technically. Well, she doesn't mean us. She means the show. Oh, oh, the show. Yeah, yeah. If you buy from no, Amazon. Not, not yeah. us. I just mean us, the company. Right. Sheesh. <laughs> Micromanage. <laughs> we would like to thank our special guest, Superman from Nemesis Company, for joining us for that awesome Fleet Admiral interview. Our executive producer, Elliot Tan, our production assistant and artist, Alex Calderwood, our audio engineer and host, Adrian Grady. The composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Special thanks to our sponsors, Seelita.com, Geek Nation Tours, and our syndication partners, Subspace Radio, Trek Radio, and the Hollow Suite magazine. And of course, the Stowe community without you. None of this will be possible. And and speaking of subspace and Trek Radio and, and all those guys with syndication partners, I guess we're going to be a bit more than just syndication partners with Trek Radio now. So uh, so props, guys. Uh, congrats to everybody, us, them. This is going to be a, a neat venture. I hope it turns out well for all of us. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Woohoo! Totally well, cool. Well, I think it's that time. Red alert. Shields up. Ready weapons. Engage. Engage. Hello, Captains. Welcome to episode 90... No. It's going to be Artemis now. No. You can't get rid of D&D night. Have something you see. Have something you see. (laughs) Have something something you think the Stoke community... This is like... Bad porn. Where is what episode? What's what soundtrack is this from? Yes, you're right. It is from Star Trek Four: Ballad of the Whale. Look, 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 look. I've been I've been accused of uh, being uh, above average, but a whale. Okay. To play the Foundry mission, log on to uh, log log onto a Federation, log onto one, (laughs) and grab a hold for a ride. (laughs) It's stow.perfectworld.com slash news slash question mark p equals five six five seven zero one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I knew you Links got- will be in the show notes. <laughs> Terry Lane over at Massively.com posted a new captain's log this week detailing the resurrection of the Foundry, as well as Kip- as well as don't <laughs> as well as Cryptic Kestrel, aka Christine Thompson's fictional fiction you see I'm all nervous because she's in the room. It's oh the boots. god. It is the boots. The boots. Terry gets gets me all flustered. 
Terry, Terry Lynn over at MassLuffy.com posted a new captain's log this week detailing the resurrection. Okay, and for our first nip. And for our first burp. <laughs> and our first piece of. Why is that piece of piece of piece of it? And general show improvements and additions. <laughs> and additions. Additions <laughs> is delicious. How is it spelled? Conant. <laughs> You know what, though? I'm not the only one that, that d- overlooked that because uh, Elliot looked at it earlier today. He didn't say anything either. Okay. <laughs> I think we're all too busy to pay attention. We have Conant on the site. Guys, be <laughs> sure to check out our Conant. <laughs> did you say NASA's? NASA's. <laughs> you did just say NASA's. <laughs> NASA. I'm pre- did you say NASA? <laughs> well, it's like, I don't know. NASA. Well, I, NASA makes me do my, my mid-state twang. I started to to, to um, do my default Japanese <laughs> NASA. <laughs> NASA. I don't know. That sounds weird too. You made me overthink it. I'll be do playing. You play? All- what? You actually play? Every once in a while, I go in and, and just make sure that my doffs haven't died from hunger and starvation. I'm- I thought you just created a character so that you could be a part of this show. I did. That's all I did. Bagels and cream cheese. Bagels and cream cheese. Hmm. Engage. Nerdgasm! Wow. He's telling a story where poor Have got caught in the rain trying to make sure that he got payment to Bob Picardo for an autographed TV guide image of uh, the next generation. Well, he should have turned to Bob and said, look, there's the haves and the have-nots. And walked ah, away. that would have been good. But well, Bob Picardo was like, where's my money, man? Where's my money? Where's my money, man? We had some good dim song. The hills are alive with the taste of dim song. It's dim sum. Like you're having some of dim sum. It's more like dim none. <laughs> Terry says, I actually got some before the dim none incident. No, oh, I heard about that dim none incident. That yeah. Was a, that was a great that was a great podcast you see. That was that was really fun listening to. I can't You should have seen Elijah's like, face. It was almost like the end of uh best of both worlds like you could hear the music dun, 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 dun. it's like the camera zoomed in on I'm his face you. and he looked at picard and said fire lisa and i <laughs> almost we it was i was ready to flip the table <laughs> i was like frack this shiznit here's what sucked even more about it okay was that everywhere in the hotel there were freaking pictures <laughs> of the restaurant and their dim sum oh so good okay they had pictures everywhere. I walked into the elevator. There's a big dim sum right in front of the elevator wall. I'm walking down the hallway. Look, another poster of dim sum. But guess who got none? This guy. You know who's got two thumbs and had a whole bunch? This guy. <laughs> uh. <laughs>